the Gospel of John, starting in chapter 14, starting in the 15th verse. I'll invite you to stand for the reading. Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it either sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while. And the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. And whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. As you are seated, I want to invite forward this morning our Shine Performance team. They are going to welcome us into this text that reminds us about God's grace, God's redemptive work, and invites us to live a life as the redeemed. Heard you whisper, 
Shine uh, testifies this morning that the chains have been broken and we aren't who we used to be. We are redeemed. They'll continue testifying to that promise later this week when they hit the road and proclaim God's good news to orphans at an orphanage and at a retirement home and another congregation, and with children, and in worship for five days starting this next Friday. They'll continue testifying to that promise. And as they do, we are reminded today to live a life of the redeemed. And so we must ask, how do we do that? Well, the redeemed life begins and ends with the work of God. As you heard read today in Isaiah 43, our God who created us, who formed us, who calls us His own, He redeems us. And so we no longer have to fear. But what does this redeemed life given to us by our gracious God look like? Well, there's some, depending on your perspective, good news and bad news in the words of Jesus today. For Jesus, 
As we hear in the Gospel today, love always looks like obedience. We love Him when we do what He commands. You see, Jesus leads us. He sets the conditions, the parameters for what is right and true for our identity, for who we are in Him. Not you. Not your feelings. Not me. Not our culture. Nothing but the Word of God. The Word that was made flesh in Christ. The Word that came from the One who formed and created us. But, let's face it, we also have to ask, what happens when we aren't obedient? When we, when you, when we all feel trapped. Trapped by the chain of sin. What are those who are called the redeemed to do? Well, we're called to repent. You see, your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. The breakthrough is not won by your willpower, by faithful programs, or even good old-fashioned hard work. Our breakthrough is won for us by Christ our Lord. And then we're empowered to live like the redeemed when the paraclete, that's what the Scripture is interpreting, the helper, the comforter, the advocate that we hear in the Gospel today. The paraclete is called in to help us. Literally, the paraclete means the called in one often thought in legal terms in the first century as our advocate before the courts. But simply meaning the called in one. So in our brokenness, the Holy Spirit is called in to be with us. You see, although the great doctrine that we hang our faith on in the church is the doctrine of justification, that is, that we are saved by grace alone through faith, and this is not of our own doing, the doctrine of our adoption that comes to us in baptism is that the Holy Spirit is with us and helps us to understand how to live this redeemed life. Martin Luther talked about this and these words of Jesus. When Jesus says it shall only be a little while, a short season until He comes again, Martin Luther felt like, well, this short season appears to me to be indeed great, long, and eternal. It feels like that when we're oppressed by the brokenness of humanity. And so... We must remember these other words of Jesus that He will not leave us as orphans. He will not abandon us. 
For all those in Christ Jesus, all those in Christ, all those baptized into Christ, He sends the called in one, the Holy Spirit, who convicts and leads us to repentance, who brings the breakthrough, our spiritual malaise, or the sin that you feel so trapped by, or the loneliness, or the broken relationships. It doesn't matter if it's a marriage that's hurting, or a sin that you struggle with alone, whether it's greed, or drugs, or porn, or alcohol, or self-doubt, or confusion over your sexual identity. It doesn't matter because our identity comes from Christ. This is the promise of God and our redemption is found in Him. And who we are and whose we are is defined by God. And the One who made us, the One who formed us, is the One who redeems us. And then He calls in the Holy Spirit to help us live it out in the redeemed life. You see, I like the TV show Pawn Stars. My favorite part of that show is when an old item is brought in and it's purchased by the pawn shop and then somehow they take it to an expert who then restores it to its former glory. Something about that redemption that I like every time. In another time, another place, another Lutheran pastor told this story about a fellow who brought, bought an organ, an old organ, which had been magnificent in its day, but now it was dilapidated. And so he wanted to get it restored. And so he brought it to craftsmen who applied their trade, but they couldn't get it to work. They made it look beautiful on the outside. But on the inside, it just couldn't function. So the owner continued to advertise for experts to see if he could get it restored. And one day, an old little wisely half-blind man came knocking on the door. They laughed at him thinking he couldn't do it, but the owner said, well, it doesn't hurt to give it a try. After a few days, he returned the organ in perfect working order. It was like new. The owner wanted to know, how could you do this? How did you do this? When no one else could, he said, well, it's simple. I knew just how to do it because I made it in the first place. You see, the God who made you and formed you and gives you your identity redeems you. Through baptism, you die with Christ and rise again with Him. And you are adopted children of God. How does He do that? He does it because He made you. You are His. And the Gospel tells us 
He will never abandon you. He will not leave you as orphans. And so what's our response? To follow His commands. That's what love looks like. To follow wherever Jesus leads. Not by ourselves, but by the power of the Holy Spirit in the identity given to us by God in our baptism. Later this morning, we're going to recognize our graduates and what God is doing in them and through them and is about to do in the adventure ahead. One of them wrote in their testimony just a few years ago in their confirmation weekend this. They say, there aren't a lot of things I'd die for, but by God, my God is certainly one of them. For no pain is worth comparing to what lies on the other side of this life. So I will get, live for His glory alone. Formed, created, redeemed. Now we live in that new identity for His glory alone. When we're in Christ, purpose in life makes sense. Even suffering, as hard it is, is today, we can know will only last a little while. For we have the Holy Spirit in us, the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. So whether you are beginning your walk in Christ today or you're 20 years or 40 or 80 years in, the Holy Spirit is the called in one who is with you. And let the one who formed you and made you redeem you. And set a new course for your life starting today. Jesus is leading. Let us follow. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Let's continue worshiping God together as Emmaus leads us in song. I invite you to uh, stand as they...